testimonies. We're going to start with testimonies. We're going to start doing testimonies every Wednesday. And, and you can get up and testify about anything. And I know you have a testimony because you're out of the hospital, so you need to give him glory. Um, so anybody else that has testimonies can get up and give a testimony. And um, we can, and then we'll move on with the lesson. Okay? Cool. Cool. So who? I know you have one. It's awesome. I'll send it there with you. Or you can sit in your seat. doesn't matter. Or no, yeah, because we can hear you. Well, I went to, well, I was actually at work. I went to work and I knew I wasn't feeling well. So I was actually going to stay the whole day, my whole shift. But my coworker, she like didn't like the way I was looking. So she made me go home. But I passed it out on the way home. But the thing about it is when I passed it out, you know, where in Pooler, when you cross the bridge from, coming back from Murphy's and Lowe's. Mm -hmm. And I remember coming to the bridge, but I came when I came to, I was like born in the exit of 80, like doo -doo 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 -doo, on the side of the road. And I didn't even know. Like I could literally went over like everything, but I didn't. Yeah, so, but then I went to the hospital like at 7.30 that morning. I've been up since three o'clock that morning, like sick to my stomach going up everything. And so, went there and I had a fever of 99.6 and with less than an hour it went from 99.6 to 105.6 and I felt just like I had a virus maybe maybe the flu but it turned out I had like a whole bunch of stuff that was going on with it yeah. and apparently people don't stay in the hospital for more than six days <laughs> and I was there for six days yeah it was rough but I did Hopefully, I won't have to have surgery on my throat. You won't. I'm praying that I don't. So, other than that. But you're out. I am. She's I'm out of the hospital. And the best thing about it, my one-year-old <laughs> was taking care of me when I was sick. It was Aww. amazing. She actually, she made me realize she's way smarter than, <laughs> than what I put on, what I actually give to her. Yeah. Because she literally, she was taking care of me. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Yay. So she's out of the hospital, y'all. She was in there for six days. I thought that was pretty great. Anybody else have a testimony? Yay. You want to stand up? Yay. Um, praise the Lord, everybody. Hello. Praise God. Um, now, I've just been counting my blessings lately. Um, I tend to be a, oblivious to things and not as grateful for things that God puts into my life. And when I say oblivious, God can put things into my life and I just don't really catch it like when it happens until either somebody says something or or something happens. And um, I was you know, having a conversation with my boyfriend on the phone and um, he, he said some things that to me kind of felt hurtful. But then after we got the phone, I started thinking he was actually like a thousand percent right and one thing he said is um don't burn bridges to the people that are helping you and sometimes I, like I said I can be oblivious to things I just don't really realize what I'm doing and I stopped to to think of all the things that he has actually done in my life and then I stopped to think about how he even came in my life and before I met him um of course, I like y'all know I was 360 pounds, and I went through 
a celibacy. I gave my life to Christ and I was I was celibate for like almost two and a half years. And through the whole journey, I remember saying to God that if you have a man for me, you know, let that be the man for me. And I just wasn't, you know, worrying about a man and turning you know, the loss all that weight. And then when I met him, it was funny because the night we met, I was actually like, I was pissed off <laughs> about something. And I just was like, forget people. I'm not helping nobody. Because I actually had helped a friend. I gave her like a thousand dollars. And then she in turn screwed me over and I was just like forget people I'm not helping anybody I'm not gonna be there for anybody or whatever and then you know he happened so I was just thinking to myself after we got the phone I stopped and I gave God praise because when my own mother (laughs) turned her back on me told me she hated me never wanted me or my own father what couldn't even stand up for me my siblings turned their backs on me Friends, I thought my friends turned away from me. He was there through it all, and he helped me through everything. And even something I'm about to face in the next couple of days where I have to face my mother, I know he's going to be there for me and to help me. And I know that was all God sending one of his soldiers to help me along through through everything. I try not to cry. I ask God to wipe away my tears. Like I don't, I don't cry about it anymore. But I am very... Blessed and I'm thankful and I, I give God praise every day. And when I tell him I pray for you, it's not really me praying for you, it's more so me giving God the praise for putting things in my life to help me. So I just thank God. He's amazing. He's beautiful. He's amazing. Even up here when I was when I was in praise and worship, I, I stopped and I told God, I said, Thank you for healing me. Because he healed me from the inside out. He he fixed my mind first. Before I even lost weight, he healed me here. And then he worked on the outside of me. He cleansed me. And when I was saying that, I could feel the spirit going through my heart. And I just had to grab my heart because I could feel it. And I just know he's there. And I'm just, I love this man. Like, <laughs> No, you were so cute. Don't wipe away your tears. Tears are good. good. I think they're healing. Cool. Uh, any more? Any more testimony? You can testify? What? Yes! <laughs> go, Marquise. Go. Yay. Marquise, this is awesome. This is going in the books, y'all. Seriously. This is praise the Lord. Yeah, it's being recorded, so you have to oh, Okay, speak. okay, yeah. okay. All right. So, um, I mean, I speak kind of loud, so I don't need it close to my, to my mouth. But this is more for, like, motivational things, uh, more so... I don't know what anybody's got going through their life, but my girlfriend and I, we put this plan together to, uh, wanted, I'm originally from Vegas, so put this plan together to move back to Vegas, but we didn't just want to up and move there, you know, looking for jobs and just kind of taking anything. So I kind of, I said to her, you know, I said, I, you know, I'm going to go get my CDL. I'm going to drive, you know, for X amount of time, you know, we're going to save up our money and we're going to go to Vegas, you know, kind of the right way, you know, with some money, you know, in the bank. We, we closed out our apartment. Uh, we sold off some stuff. Like we really downsized to, you know, to kind of put this plan into effect. So she was going to drive with me as well, too. She was going to go to the company with me as well, too. She was going to a company that had a company sponsor, CDL. and. Uh, 
So, you know, all in all, the plan didn't go, you know, as we had planned for it originally. Found out, you know, some stuff on her end that kind of held her back. I got there, you know, I was able to go, you know, I did the process and stuff, and then I was kind of thrown into a situation or whatever. Wasn't really able to study for the test to pass the permit. Ended up passing it. Went out on the road with a trainer. Drove. Didn't really necessarily get the time to drive and do the backing. I drove, but I didn't get time to do the backing, which is part of the testing of passing it. So we started this process back in February. So we're now in May. So I just finished up to get my CDL. Um, but that first process, when it didn't happen, when I when it didn't happen the way that I planned for it to happen, I was just kind of like, uh, you know, I was kind of mad, angry and stuff. But then, you know, we talked, my girlfriend and I, we kind of recouped and, you know, basically like, oh, well, you know, maybe it happened for a reason. You know, maybe I wasn't supposed to be at that particular company or maybe something would have happened down the line with that company. We don't know. Came back. Kind of re-strategized, uh, went to a school up in Atlanta, stayed with one of my good friends up there, uh, stayed up there, did the schooling up there. It was actually good because I was able to take the knowledge and the skills that I had learned from the first go around. I was able to apply it the second go around, went there, ended up passing, got my CDL, got my job and stuff. So basically the moral of the story is, you know, is I wanted to give up. I did because I was just like, man, you know, this this wasn't supposed to go this way. It wasn't supposed to happen this way. Wanted to give up, but kept working, kept failing. And I mean, you know, if you fail so many times, you eventually will succeed, you eventually pass. So like I said, I ended up getting my CDL. I just passed on Thursday. So, you know, went and got my job and, you know, I'll be leaving on Sunday. So kind of like a motivational thing. I don't know what nobody's got going on, but if you got anything going on, you feel like you can't get through whatever it is you can't get through. If you keep working at it, you'll get through whatever it is you'll get through. Yes. That's what I was this was the thing. When we met, we were inseparable. We never were apart, ever. But when he left, it took the biggest toll on both of us. Like we, that was like the first time we cried, like because we were going to be apart. So when we sold our cars, our condo and everything, it was just hard on me to, to take care of everything. And I kind of felt like I was thrown into it. So like the reason why I was so proud of him when he got his CDL is because when the thing with Prime had happened, the first company, they had basically, they just threw him and they didn't give him a chance to study. They didn't teach him what they were supposed to teach him. And it was just, we wasted time. And I was just so upset that we wasted all this time. And then he called me. And this is how good God is. Because they tell you that God will use you and he will put what you need to say to that person who was going through whatever. And that was like, Maybe one of the first times in my life where I actually felt God speaking through me, using me, using mm -hmm. this vessel to say what I need to say to him. Because when he called me and he was upset that they were sending him home and he couldn't get his CDL and he was just like, man, this is God's fault and and God this and, and God, I feel like God failed me and my spirit, Jesus, was 
rattling. Like I have, I wasn't raised in the church, not like him. And I didn't get saved till I was 18 on my own. My parents never took me to church. I went to church on my own. I got baptized on my own, on my birthday. I, I sought God on my own because I just knew with my family, it that wasn't the lifestyle. Like, so when he was saying the things that he was saying, I, I'm going to be honest with y'all, it, 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 it threw me. I'm on the phone with this man, listen to this man speak blasphemy about my God. And this was, this was, this, I had told him on the phone, I said, if you feel this way, we need to separate. Like, I understand you going through what you're going through, but you're not about to, to talk about my guy. Like, no, my guy is amazing. And I told him, I said, what you're going through, there's a lesson. And you need to learn this lesson. And I want to tell all y'all, when you're going through something, there is a lesson. And it might be hard. It, it will be hard. I went from, I jumped from room and house to room and house to room and house with my son, moving from this place to this place. Stay with a girl who got beat on by her husband. Live with the man who tried to have sex with me. I went from so much in the past February to now. It's been it's been hard, but my faith is so strong. It's always been so strong because God always has. He gives you a breakthrough whenever you're going through something hard, like you going through in the hospital. There's a story that's gonna come out behind this. Before I lost weight, I, I had a heart attack when I was 21. I fell dead in my suit in Tubby's downtown. And that was my wake up. That was God telling me, I got something bigger for you. I got something planned for you. And I want you to help people. I want you to bless people. And I, I have something for you. That's why when you go through things, you just have to stop, give God some praise, and tell him to tell me or show me what you want me to see. What is it that you want me to see? I'm here. I'm yours. Show me what you want me to see. And, and, and that's what it is. And I told him, I said, God has something bigger for you. Come home. We're going to regroup. And sure enough, he wasn't even home a whole week. And he found a new school, got a CDL and everything. And I told him, I said, I'm so proud of you because you didn't have a defeatist attitude. You saw another opportunity you went for it, And that was all God. Yeah. So it's, awesome. it's hard, but just keep the faith. No, just no. Don't cry. Don't, don't ask God why. Why are you doing this to me? Why me? Just say, you know what, God, I'm going to trust you. And I know you got something for me. I don't know what it is. But back then, when I was 360, I told him, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, I don't know. But he told me, you do this and this, like this, and I got you. That's awesome. Yay. I love that testimony. That was very beautiful. Yes. <laughs> do you have a testimony back there? Anybody? No? Okay. Awesome. Yeah. you family. Family time. It's family night. <laughs> awesome. Very cool. That was that was very great. Very, very great. And I love that, that testimony. All right. So we are going to talk tonight about this very cool story in, in Luke. It's about um, Zachariah and Elizabeth. And it just really stuck out to me. It's very powerful. Um, but I was like in the house cleaning my room, well, attempting to clean my room. And I saw this word on um, a little cleaning bottle and it was faultless. And it just really stuck out to me. So I went and got my phone and I looked it up online. And, um, and so the Greek meaning is blameless. And I know anybody that reads their Bible has seen blameless in the Bible, right? But the deeper meaning was that we're free from error, defect, free from error or defect. Okay, so in my mind, I'm like, 
Well, I'm definitely not free from error. Like, that's what I'm thinking. You know what I mean? What do you guys think? Do y'all think y'all are free from error? Okay, so this is cool, right? All right. So I'll put that. Uh, we are, uh, we can be free from it. Like, we totally can be free from it because it's in his word. And when you, if every, Chris, if you want to go to Luke uh, 1, 5. No, I'm sorry. Luke 1, 6. Okay, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Philippians 2, 15. I need to go by my notes. I'm getting ahead of myself because this story is very exciting to me. So, yeah. Um, 2.15. All right, I'll just read it. It says, therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who will work in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. So I love that you said what you said, Giselle, because this right here is saying not in my presence, but in my absence when you can't feel me. Marquise wasn't at that point in time. He wasn't feeling it. He just something just came to him that he really wanted and he lost it. You know what I mean? So he didn't feel the Lord's presence. But that in that time is where you're supposed to continue to walk, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. And you felt I mean, I believe that was a fear of the Lord. Then <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, you will not say this. I thought it was pretty awesome. And it's for his will and his good purpose, right? So, okay, very cool. I think this is a different, what version did you have up, baby? Okay, can you put that back up? Because I think there's a certain word that I'm looking for. And it wasn't in this. Oh, no, it's the next verse, I'm sorry. So in verse 14, it says, do everything without grumbling or arguing, arguing so that you may become blameless and pure. So that's telling you right there that it's definitely possible for us to be free from error. Um, children of God without fault in a wrapped and crooked generation. So I'm, you know, I, I get that word and then I go into Luke and it's talking about Zachariah and Elizabeth. And in Luke 1, 6, it says that they both were righteous in the sight of God. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I want to be righteous in the sight of God. I want to walk in right standing with him. Um, totally. And it also said they were walking blamelessly in all the commandments and requirements of the Lord. So I asked the Lord, I'm like, Oh, that's very cool. What, you know, what is, what are your, um, what are all your commandments and your requirements? And he told me that the requirements are that you will fear the Lord and depart from evil. You will walk in obedience justly to, you will love mercy and you will walk humbly with your God. And, you know, if you want reference scriptures, it's um, Micah 6, 8 and Deuteronomy 10, 12. But that was very powerful. And then all his commandments pretty much is to love your God with all your heart, with all your strength and all your soul and to love your neighbor as you do your, yourself. And so if we're doing those things, then we're walking blamelessly um, before the Lord. And so in this but, you know, still in my mind, I'm thinking, OK, perfect. I think about perfection when I think about no error or free from error. But then I start reading the story of Zachariah and Elizabeth. And um, they were, he said, he said that they were, you know, righteous in the sight of God. 
but they also still had desires that weren't fulfilled. They still had these things that, um, you know, they still had to walk out their trials, their tribulations, whatever it may be. So I was like, this is awesome because if the Lord calls them righteous, they're righteous. (laughs) So I start going down to their story and it talks about how they didn't have a child yet, but they wanted a child. Um, and they were hoping, but this is the, the thing the Lord has been putting on my heart really is that working out our own salvation. Nobody else can work it out for you. You know, you can't work out his salvation. He has to work out his own salvation. We can't run to our parents. We can't run to our leaders to do it for us. They're just here as vessels to help us through the process and, you know, advance us, I believe. But we have to work it out. And so this was awesome to me because they were righteous in the sight of, in the eyes of God, but they still had trials they were going to face. And long story short, the Lord was faithful and he, he gave them a child. But the beautiful thing to me is when Zechariah, um, it talks about how right after the verse that says they were um, righteous in the sight of God, it says that they had no child and they were advanced in years. So they were probably really old. So they could have lost hope. They could have. And it also said that um, Zechariah was serving the, the Lord. So they didn't have this child, but they weren't sitting there in their pity self. You know what I mean? Just like, I don't even know what to call it. They weren't sitting there crying in their sorrow about the fact they didn't have a child. They were still serving God. They were still doing what they were here to do in that time period. And, um, and so then it talks about all of that. And then, okay, so if you go to Luke what this whole you should just read Luke in general the first um chapter in Luke is very powerful so in chapter 13 I mean in verse 13 it talks about that an angel came to Zechariah because of his petition so this is awesome to me okay it was heard so he petitioned to the Lord he didn't petition to his friends he didn't call up you know his mom like oh my gosh I really want you know I I believe he gave his cares any concerns he gave them to the Lord, and as he gave them to the Lord, he still walked out what he was supposed to do, which was serving the Lord with all his heart. Okay, so this is awesome. And they told him that his son would be called James, I mean John. And they and they should have joy in this. He didn't really say when it would be. He just said that this is going to happen, and I want you to trust me. Now, this is super awesome, okay? So if you go to verse 15, it says, For he will be great and distinguished in the sight of the Lord. So he will be great and distinguished in the sight of the Lord. And he must drink no wine or strong drink. He will be he will be filled with and controlled by the Holy Spirit, even in and from his mother's womb. So this is awesome to me because it said nothing else is going to influence him. No other. When I saw that, I took it as there's no other voices that will be able to influence him. The only thing that can influence him is the Holy Spirit. And that's how we're supposed to live. I mean, I believe totally. We're supposed to be totally controlled and influenced by the Holy Spirit. And the Lord gives us all these amazing, you know, gifts here on earth to help us. I think that's, I mean, you know, our prophets, our evangelists, you know what I mean? Like, that's awesome. That is a gift. That's, to me, that's extra. <laughs> like, it's, it's powerful. Um, and so, I probably should go for my notes, huh? I'm sorry. I'm like. I know, I'm like, just going from the Bible, which is awesome. Yes. So I put, I, y'all know that, you know, we said he sent to give them direction. 
Oh, this is very cool. I forgot about this. So you can get, I looked up what petition meant, right? And this is awesome. It's in the Strong's. If you look up like Greek meanings to get like a deeper understanding, then you can. Um, and it'll give you like more insight on certain words. It said spirit directed intervention. So I thought that was so cool. It says true intercession seeks to act only as the Lord directs. Only as the Lord directs, not by your own ways, but by his ways. I mean, that's true intercession. You are really, you know, hearing the Lord and going after him and nothing else. You're not leaning on no other understanding, no other doctrines. The Bible is the only thing that will move you. And um, that's just awesome to me. And he hears us. It does. And I, I don't know what scripture this is, babe, but I know it's in the Bible. It says, and it says he doesn't hear sinners, but. He does hear us when we're worshiping him, when we have the fear of the Lord, and when we stay continuously in praise and thanksgiving. Okay, so that was awesome. But we can go back to the story of Zachariah and Elizabeth. And um, so, the you know, the angel came and told them all this amazing stuff. That they're going to have this child, and this child could not be influenced by anybody but the Holy Spirit or won't be influenced by anybody but the Holy Spirit. And um, Zachariah was still in doubt even after this angel came and told him, I have been sent to talk to you and to bring you this good news. And so to prevent the Lord, this is how awesome the Lord is. He is super awesome and he wants us so bad that he'll do whatever it takes. So he pretty much (laughs) um, silenced him up. He wasn't able to speak until it came to place, until the sun came because he wanted to prevent him from speaking death anything contrary to the word of God. So he silenced him. So like when you said everything has a purpose, that is the truth. That is the total truth. Like even if your voice goes out, I believe that's the purpose in that. Maybe the Lord just wants you to hear him and not talk so much. Anything, I mean, everything has purpose. There is nothing that you go through that doesn't have purpose, nothing. No matter how bad it may look in your eyes, nothing has purpose, not have purpose. Um, Okay, so this is awesome. It said, so you, they were going to silence him pretty much. He won't be able to speak, but hold on. Now behold, you have been with me to be able to speak to the day because you have not believed what I told you. So that's why she said, you know, your mouth will be silenced, but my words are of kind, which will be fulfilled in the appointed and proper time. So it was showing him that in the appointed time, in the proper time, what she said, because she was sent from the Lord, it will happen. So, I mean, not to get discouraged, that was really on point. Like, we can't get discouraged with anything. There's been so many times, especially when I first started coming to the ministry, that I had all this stuff in me, and I didn't know how it was going to get out. I'm like, um, how is this going to happen? But I would come, and I would just come, and I would be faithful to come, and I would hear teachings, and they would be so amazing. And then I would just go out the doors, and I would apply what I heard. It didn't happen that day. The certain, you know, things I would apply. Gene would give us little layouts on what to do every day, pretty much to sow into the spirit. And I would just do it. I would give the Lord all my cares, anything. I meant I would be frustrated. I had this big frustration thing or, and I didn't like it. I know it wasn't who I was and I just wanted to get rid of it, but I didn't know necessarily how, but I knew to meditate on the word, um, to bring thoughts captive, all of that. So I just, I did it. I just walked in it and, the next day, I still would have frustration. I would still do it. Like you said, I wouldn't give up. I would still keep the faith, which is this this word is the faith. And I would just keep at it. And Lord behold, like one day just wasn't there anymore. 
I don't know when it, what day it went away, but that's not the point. The point is that he's faithful and his word is true and everything in here is true. There's not one word that's not true in the word of God, not one. Um, and so I thought this was awesome. And so she got pregnant and, okay, so I'm thinking this is awesome. So she, when she, when she found out she was pregnant for five months, she, she secluded herself entirely because it says, because thus the Lord has dealt with me in the days when he pretty much humbled to humble me, to look on me, to take away my reproach among men. So I take this as she secluded herself. She removed herself from anything that would distract her from hearing the Lord or anything that was contrary to her word. And I'm just, the Lord really been putting this on my heart about us cutting out the noise, cutting out anything that is not him. When me and CJ first started coming here, the major things we cut out was music. He used to love Drake. He cut it out. I mean, he really did love Drake. Do y'all know Drake? Okay. He cut it out. And you may think like music, I mean, I should be able to listen to what I want to. Yeah. If you want to be in control of your own life. But when you choose him, you can't like, you got to choose him. You got to be willing to do it all. I'm not saying he won't bring it back, but after a certain time, you're not going to want it. It's just not going to do anything for you anymore. It's not It's going to be like, oh yeah, I mean, I don't even think about listening to that stuff anymore. And I'm kind of like Lee when it comes to R&B. I like love songs because I can associate them with love, like his love. And so, but that's about it. I don't really care about listening to anything else but worship. But he did that. He did it. But I did. It took a step of faith. I had to choose to cut it out. And I, there was moments where I, you know, still would play it. And then I would trust me, like some stuff, thoughts would come back in my mind. And I knew it was coming from me listening back to that music. And I just had to just say no until I'm at a place with him. And you know when you're at a place with him where you can possibly go back into a situation. It's the same thing with certain friends. There's certain friends I just can't hang out with anymore like that. I just can't. But there will be an appointed time that the Lord puts me back in their lives, but it would be for his glory. And I I totally know that. And so it's just beautiful. Okay, so she was secluded. Um, She secluded herself for, I didn't say how long. Oh, yes, for five months, okay? And so this is awesome. Let me see. Okay, my notes. Sorry. Hey, Robin. Okay. I'm found it. All right. So simply based off this story, the point and the moral is we need to shut out the noise. And I love it that you're here right now because she's been feeling in her spirit that she's supposed to do a sanctification. And a sanctification isn't a scary thing. It's just totally get all the other stuff out of the way that's not of him. Extracurriculum activities. Sometimes you really have to go in. If you really want to see him show up in your life and you only know, you know, what what's inside of you that needs to come out. Only you know that, you know. I mean, even Chris and I, we were like this. And I didn't even know half of the stuff, not even close to half of the stuff that had to come out of him. And he didn't know half of the stuff that had to come out of me, but the Lord knew it. You know what I mean? So we still had to work out our own salvation. You know, we didn't work out each other's salvation. He he totally did that. And the Lord wants to take away all shame, unforgiveness, and rejection simply because it does not represent his kingdom. It doesn't. It represents Satan's kingdom. And whenever a person feels that they're rejected or they, you know, they have shame, um, they forget who they are in Christ. 
So a lot of time y'all going to run into people that are very shameful, you know, or have rejection or unforgiveness, and they just don't know who they are in Christ. It's just that simple. Um, but we're here to be a mouthpiece, mouth, mouthpiece for him so they know that they're accepted and that they're loved and, you know, they're approved by him, not really by us, by, by him. And we have to confess with our mouths and concerns and thoughts. So this is a big thing to me because this is what I did. And um, I'm when I first started coming here, literally, I would come in and I would hear the teachings and I would leave and I would apply the teachings and I would give the Lord everything. I didn't meet with one. I'm not, I'm not saying it's bad to meet with the leaders. I'm just I'm not saying that at all or anybody that you feel that you can do that with. Um, but I really depended totally, totally on the Lord. Totally. I gave him everything. I meant everything. I have notebooks of just prayers like, help me out, Lord, I need you. I gave him everything. And I just started confessing over myself. I used to always say for a while that I would never get up here and talk. I just, I did. But that was rejection in me or shame. Like, no, I'm never going to do that. That's not him. And he fixed me one day. He said, no, you won't say that anymore. And I just started confessing, yep, I'm going to get up and teach, and I'm going to love doing it, and it's going to be awesome. I just started confessing pretty much what he wanted me to confess and not what my flesh wanted me to confess. And so it was pretty awesome. Like, if we really start confessing his word, his truth, you will see a radical change. I mean, even with worshiping, if you have a hard time worshiping, I am a worshiper. You know what I mean? Just start confessing it. Watch what will happen. He will show up. He is faithful. He will. And so I to have on here, confession is powerful. Whether you're confessing um, the revealed Rima word or just something like I just said, you know, I am a, a worshiper or whatever. There's words that in the Bible that are going to be revealed to you when you read them. They're just going to stick out. And you know that's what the Lord wants of you. He's requiring you to meditate on that. You know, read it three times, declare it. And really stick to that until he moves you on to the next thing. Um, but this is awesome because the end result to confessing the word is freedom. And that's what truly I experienced. I mean, I just, my cool little testimony. When I first came here, I like I said, I had so much in me. So much, is it, I had what? Kind of all of it. Yeah, I had everything. But I had pretty much, <laughs> I was holding on to this lie for so long and I didn't know how to, like when I was out in the world, it really didn't matter that much. I already had made up my mind that I was just going to live and die with it. Nobody was going to know this. It just wasn't going to happen. And then, <laughs> and so as soon as I walked through these doors, yeah, that was over. It was like the Lord, seriously, he, it's like I knew it had to come out. I just didn't know how it was going to come out because every time they would, somebody would teach, they would talk about confession and how you should confess to your brother and sister and pray. Y'all should pray together. And I'm in my mind, like, who am I going to confess to? I don't like, I don't know. But my mindset started to change because I went from saying, I'm never going to confess this to who am I going to confess this to? You know what I mean? Like I was willing. I just didn't know how, when, where, what it was going to take. I, I didn't know, but I was still, it was tormenting my mind. Y'all like when I tell you it was tormenting me, I don't know if anybody has ever experienced this that before, but it hurts. It is painful. Oh, and it's like you can't switch it off. It was like moments where to die, and then it'll come back, and it'll be like alive. It's like a movie going on. And so seriously, and I was just like, oh, like when is this gonna? When am I gonna be able to say this? And then 
I knew I was forgiven. That's the first thing I learned walking through these doors is that I was forgiven for any for everything that I've ever done. And that was just beautiful. But I still knew I had to get it off my chest because it wouldn't leave me. It just wouldn't leave me. And that's how you know you have to confess something. If it will not leave and it is here, so you got to confess it. And you just pray to the Lord first, give it to him first, which is what I did. And he'll release the person you're supposed to confess to. And so long story short, when we had our first marriage counseling meeting, at least, was it the first? It was maybe the, it was the first? Okay. Lee says one thing. <laughs> she says, what do you fear Terrence? telling him? And he, she said the same thing to him. And boom, I just knew. Because I didn't know it was, I didn't know he was going to be the person I had to confess it to. Even though, like, duh. But I still didn't know. I, you know, I wanted to know. I wanted to know that I know that I know that this is who I'm supposed to confess it to. And whenever you give it to the Lord that way, he will show you exactly who, when, where, what time, he'll do it. And so I knew I had to confess to him. And um, it was like, whoa. I asked Lee, I said, um, you, want, you want us to do it right now? And she was like, no, go home. You know, just really seek the Lord on it. He'll tell you the time to do it. And so, boom, my mindset changed again. Like, I start praying, Lord, when do you want me to do it? Like, I mean, if you can imagine something coming up your body, ready to just, like, it's right here. And you can't even hold it. Yeah, that's how it was right there with Robin just did. But yeah, it was it was ready. It was so ready. And then I remember, seriously, I thought in my mind, I'm thinking like, we're going to have a nice date or something. I'm just going to spill my guts out. No, it didn't happen like that. I had the Lord told me to tell him 15 minutes before I was about to go to work. 15 minutes to confess something that has been in me for like two years. Like, huh, can I say powerful, powerful? And I just did it, y'all. Oh my God. I mean, when I think about it, I get so happy. I could jump up right now. I was so free after I confessed that to him. Y'all don't even, I don't even think you guys understand because you'll be like jumping up out of your seat right now. Like I was so free. I had never experienced that before. All the things that I was dealing with that was like, I didn't know they were tied to that. It was like all this stuff just cut off in one when I confessed that to him. It just cut off. And after I confessed it, the freedom was so heavy that I didn't care what happened after. And I love him a whole bunch. And I just didn't care. I'm like, there it goes. But it's beautiful because he looked at me and he said, I still love you like I did yesterday. And so it was, and when I confessed to him, it, you did? Okay. When I confessed to him, wasn't like your ideal thing that you want to confess to a person. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I'm not this princess pretty much that you thought I was at all I'm just not her so please get me off of your pedestal or whatever it means and it did something for him because you know we found out that I was an idol to him and I didn't know that you know but I was and the moment that thing went out it did like a dual um enrollment it was like a dual enrollment course <laughs> seriously like I got free and the idol got knocked down because I wasn't this perfect girl that he thought I was I just wasn't and I couldn't hold on to be that perfect girl we can never try to be perfect because it's just not what it is. It's just not, we're going to fail. I mean, the Lord already knows it, but confession is so powerful, y'all. I have not been the same since that has happened. I just have it. I just, whoo. So I'll just, I mean, encourage anybody, if you have anything that you need to confess, first confess it to the Lord and then he'll show you the rest. But you, you have to want it out of you. You can't, Trust me, I don't want you to be tormented because I didn't want to be tormented and I wouldn't wish that on anybody's life ever. And, um, okay. So the end result, can you go to Philippians 3, 7? 
through 10. So this is what it's all for, guys. And um, just remember, we have to continue to exchange. Um, Yeah, we have to continue, continue to exchange our words for his words. His words are so much better than our words. You know, they are. When you have words of doubt, you know, like, yeah, I... Just just check yourself, man. Continuously check yourself. Check what you're saying. I try to be very careful in what I say. I really do. I I, I don't want to speak anything that's... I mean, when it says that you'll be judged for every word, that is... That right there is enough for me. It is. It's enough. <laughs> yes, I just... I'm sorry. I can't risk it. I don't, I don't want to. It's not in me. But um, I'm going to say this one thing, but I'll read this. That remember... Remember, Satan's defenses start with a thought. Bring the thought captive and bring it into judgment by the word of God. So if it doesn't line up with the word of God, throw it away. Throw it away. And you need to confess the word. Confess the word, not just read it. Confess it. Say it. Say it. Even in worship, y'all, when you, I'm telling you, when you are using your words in worship, there is like power in it. He loved, he, and you don't even have to know the song. Like, I don't even, I mess up songs all the time. Like, I don't, I'm messing up all the words. I don't know what the words are saying. I'm just saying whatever is coming to my spirit. And there is something in that. Like, there is something in confession, guys. Okay, so once you confess them, and victory is sure to come. Okay? Yep. All right, so this is what it all is for. But whatever former things I had, and this is Paul speaking, because he had done a lot of cool things, not so cool things. Um, but this is him speaking. He said, but whatever form of things I had that might have been gains to me, I have come to consider as one combined loss for Christ's sake. Yes, furthermore, I count everything as loss compared to the possessions of the priceless privilege, overwhelming preciousness, their surpassing worth and supreme advantage of, of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord and of progressively becoming more deeply and intimately acquainted with him, of perceiving and recognizing and understanding him more fully and clearly. For his sake, I have lost everything and consider it all to be mere rubbish, refuse dreads, in order that I may win, gain Christ the anointed one, and that I may actually be found and known as in him, not having any righteousness that can be called my own based on my own obedience to the law's demands. Ritualistic uprightness and supposed right standing with God thus acquired, but possessing that genuine righteousness which comes through faith in Christ, the anointed one, the truly right standing with God which comes from God by saving faith. For my determined purpose is that I may know him and that I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him. Did I just read this? Perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonders of his person more strongly and more deeply. I'm sorry, more strongly and more clearly. And that I may, in the same way, come to know the power outflowing from his resurrection, which it exerts over believers, and that I may so share his suffering as to be continuously transform in spirit into his likeness even to his death in the hope like isn't that awesome okay everybody should just meditate on that tonight like that seriously that that is isn't that great robin that is that's so beautiful that is what it's for it's not really for us we have hmm? yay i love you marquise 
Yeah, no, that is awesome. Like, it really is. I have one more paper, but that is what it's for. It's not for us. It is definitely not for us at all. So just remember that. It's so we can, this false person that we think we are before coming to Christ can just get washed away. Like, seriously. Like, I'm, I'm not the same, and it is totally because of him. I mean, I was so defiant coming in here. Like, didn't really want to surrender to a lot of things. But with time, he did it. He did it piece by piece. He did it. Nobody else did it. He did it. And I just really encourage everybody. And I mean, the Lord has put this on my heart. So you can choose to do it or you cannot do it. I encourage everybody to go to God about everything concerning them and him alone. Nobody else. But let him do it. He is such a great teacher, man. Like, seriously. He is my little. He spanks my hiney still. He does it all. But it's so gentle and it's full of love. But if we just go to him and let him do it, I'm telling you, man, you'll be very surprised. And when you come through these doors and people are up here teaching, it's going to be confirming what you already have been spending time with him learning and he's been teaching you. That's what this is for. Every time I will come here, every time it will be confirming what I've already been doing or reading or meditating on. And so I knew it was the Lord just showing me like, yes, you are hearing me. You know what I mean? He, he just He's good. And yeah, just totally depend on him to give you all your, you can ask him questions and he will give you answers, but you have to spend time with him. Um, and I know you guys do that, but I'm just encouraging you to don't not go to any friend, don't go to any family member, you know, don't go to any leader, but go to him. I encourage everybody just to do that for 30 days straight. Forever, really. But I'm not saying you can't go to leaders. Leaders are great. But you know what I mean? Just totally just try to depend on him for any answer. So, you know, I may go to Karen. Karen, why am I feeling this way? Why am I feeling so lonely? Don't ask Karen. Go to the Lord. Let him tell you. Seriously. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Like, you can still obviously talk to people. But I'm just encouraging you to just go to him to find out everything you need to know you know, to build your faith, whatever it may be. I mean, if it's Marquis, Lord, I want you to show me who you are. Go to him. Watch him do it. It's awesome. He is faithful. And through this, when you do this, I'm telling you, your relationship with him is going to grow so drastically because you're depending totally, totally on him, not another person. I mean, I know it's super easy for us to go to, to one of our leaders and find out the answer to something. But it's something that happens when you really seek the Lord on the things that you want. You know what I mean? The, the answers that you want to find. Because he'll give it to you. And then you'll go in the word. Like, he'll tell you. And then you'll go in the word. And it's like, whoa, that really was him. He really did tell me that. That happened today. When I asked him that question, he told me to fear the Lord is a requirement. And it was in the word. And that's awesome. And so, Luke one thirty seven. we can just close with that. I don't really know what that Oh, yes. For with God, nothing is ever impossible and no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. So just remember that no word is impossible. I mean, we just had this awesome conference and it just talked a lot about really confessing and believing and standing on the word of God in your mouth and how your mouth is so powerful. So I just encourage everybody to switch up your words, switch up your words that you speak over your children. I mean, anything that you speak of your cars, switch it up. (laughs) Only the word of God. So, yeah, he's awesome. And we can just pray now. And, Lord, we just want to thank you 
for your word, um, your goodness, Lord. You are just awesome. We just want to give you praise and lift you up, Father. And we just pray that we all will become one just as you and the Father are one. And that evil will just stay away from us, Lord. And anytime temptation comes, we choose you and not the enemy. And if we fall, we know that you'll pick us right up. We know that you're faithful, Lord. So we just ask you to cover us. Cover us, Lord, and show us your goodness. Show us who you are. And we just ask that each person leaves here today eager for a deeper relationship with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yeah.